Amen, amen, amen. Um, uh, you can go and be seated, go and be seated. Uh, grab your Bibles, turn me to Acts chapter number 18. Acts chapter number 18. Um, uh, if you've been with us for a little while, we have, uh, you should be uh, not surprised that we're in Acts chapter 18. I'm not going to use that again. Okay. <laughs> uh, Acts chapter number 18. Thank you for carrying it, though, all the way over here and back over. That was really nice of you. Hey, did Danny do a good job this morning? I think he did a really good job. Um, uh, pray for Mark. Um, M- Mark is not on vacation. Uh, he already had one of those. Um, so, um, like, yeah, we only let him go every once in a while. Uh, but uh, uh, Mark had a little battle with the tree yesterday, and the tree didn't completely win, but it did let him know it was there. And so uh, Mark actually fell out of a tree, broke his wrist yesterday. Um, uh, I thought he hurt his, his ribs and his toe, but uh, he was just whining about that kind of stuff. Nothing's hurt there. Uh, but, uh, and, uh, so just be praying for him. Uh, obviously, if you, if you fall out of a tree, you have, you have my permission to miss the next day of church, okay? If, you, if that happens to you, so next time I don't see y'all, I will be calling you and saying, so let me guess, you fell out of a tree. All right, bad joke. All right, they only get worse from here. All right, so Acts chapter number 18. Uh, we have been uh, in, in the book of Acts since last fall, and um, I will tell you this real quick, and I, I don't know if, if it's been hitting y'all, but um, the past couple of weeks have really been hitting me pretty hard. Uh, we haven't really been talking specifically about walking through, but it seems like there's been kind of a, uh, different subjects that he's allowed us to, to kind of see. Um, really kind of goes back to two weeks ago when we talk about, talked about self-fed versus spoon-fed and, and how really when it comes to our own spiritual walk. Um, we have to um, be responsible and, and feed ourselves, not just come and hear. Uh, last week we talked about idolatry. Uh, so if you missed that one, I encourage you to go online and read that one. Or read that one. You, can, you can't read it. You can listen to it if you want to. Um, but, um, but both of them really, it, it, it was working on me big time about social media. Um, now, everybody, I think everybody would agree that, there are, that with social media, you can use social media for good and for bad. Say amen. For good and for bad. And, uh, and so just this whole thing of, of the distractions we have in our life, because maybe the reason why we can't hear from God and we say we don't have time for, for reading our Bible and praying and that kind of stuff, but we can spend seven hours on Facebook, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and then last week, just from the standpoint of just uh, one of our idols can be acceptance and how we, 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 we need that acceptance. And sometimes I feel like social media kind of feeds into something and we kind of have to have those likes in order to make ourselves feel better or whatever. Um, so here's what I did. Um, yesterday, I still have accounts, but they are no longer on my phone. The apps are no longer on my phone. I have no Facebook on my phone, no Twitter on my phone, no Messenger on my phone, no ESPN app, no Fox Sports app. Can y'all tell I like sports? Okay. Um, I do still have my Instagram account because... I have um, uh, my oldest son, Raleigh, has an Instagram account, and I, I, I follow his Instagram and do that. So if you're not on your kid's social media, all the teenagers are hating me right now for what I'm about to say. But parents, if you're not on your kid's social media, you need to be. Say amen. You need to be, okay? I'm just letting you know. I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm just letting you know, like, you need to be on your kid's social media accounts. That's all I'm going to say, okay? Uh, I, I, I regularly, uh, I shouldn't say regularly, but there are things that, that I'm on Riley's Instagram account, and I, I, there's this really neat button that says unfollow. There's this really neat button that says block. And here's the thing, here's what's interesting about social media I figured out too, is that there'll be a harmless thing that they'll follow, but then a couple of posts later on, it's something horrible. So it may look like it's okay. Oh, there's following the celebrity, following this, following that, and there's something bad. So I'm just encouraging on that end. But the reason why I'm saying that is because some of y'all communicate with me through a, 
through that, that medium or whatever. And so I will check it on, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays when I'm in the office. Uh, but other than that, if you want to like get with me, you probably need to email me, okay? Um, but I'm just going to, and I don't know how long this will go, maybe forever, but I just don't know if we really need to have that, that readily of access to it all the time. I don't think it needs to be at a fingertip, at a, at, at a punch of a button. So y'all do what you want to. You can do what you want to. It's your, it's your life, okay? But I'm just letting you know I'm, I'm going to kind of pull back a little bit from that um, because I feel like it's feeding something in me that's not really good for my soul and re- not really good for my flesh. Um, all right, everybody at Acts 18? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go and put up the title of the thing. So, hey, hey, let me just say this real quick. I shared this in the, before in, in 8 o'clock Bible study, and it was the same reaction. Why do we do that? Has, does social media have so much of a grasp on us that we get uncomfortable when somebody talks about, hey, maybe we need to get away from it? Let me help you with this. If you can't do without it, let me help you with what it's called, an addiction. Sorry. And some of you are like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything if you can. What's my? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so, but come on, guys. Like, really? Like, maybe that's, maybe, maybe, and I'm not, and I don't want to become that preacher that's like, everybody get off Facebook and everybody do all this. If you can use it and, and use it as a tool and it not consume you, great. But if it becomes something you can't live without, if you can't live without it, that must mean that maybe, like last week, if you can't live without it, it's maybe become an idol in your life. All right. So here's what we're going to talk about, because some of you are already here. We're going to talk about dealing with the discouragement. Dealing with the discouragement. Now, we're going to walk through uh, Acts chapter 18. So Acts chapter 18 is, we, we, last week we talked about idolatry, and, and Paul, is on, Paul is on a, his second missionary journey. He's going from city to city to city to city. And so now he's moving on to another city. So um, we're going st- to start in verse 1. Uh, by the way, I do have points Okay, so I haven't been doing that for a little while, but I got points today. Some of you are like new and like he never, sometimes he has no point. Some people would say that. I don't know, okay? But um, we're going to follow along here and we're going to look and, and because let's, let's be honest, let's be honest. Every single one of us deal with discouragement. Every single one of us deal with discouragement. I, I'm not going to make, this is not a Father's Day message, but guys, if you have this, this mask up that, oh, I don't ever get discouraged, I don't need anybody to encourage me, you're lying. You're lying. You don't like to hear this, but sometimes men can be more insecure than women can. Because we we, the reason why we don't want anybody to know about our insecurities shows that we have insecurities. Okay? But just from the standpoint of discouragement is, okay, we're at this place, and I, and I know there's people in this church, and I believe there's people in this church that are really trying. Like you're taking your spiritual walk seriously. You really want to, to be obedient to what Christ is calling you to do. And so you step out in obedience, and it doesn't work out like you thought it was going to work out. And so because, like, hey, I did what God told me to do. I did this, and it didn't work out the th- way I thought it was going to work out, or I didn't have immediate success, or, you know, some, you know, the clouds didn't part, and angels didn't sing, and all this kind of stuff. And then what happens? We get what? We get what? It starts with the D. We get what? Discouraged discouraged. And I don't know about you, but, but sometimes discouragement can become paralyzing because we're discouraged. And so we, we, we know we want, we want it. We're ready to take the next step. We want to follow after God, but we're in this place of discouragement and we just don't know if we can do it anymore. So that, so uh, here's what I'm saying. You're going to think, well, we're not talking about it yet, but that's exactly what the section of this scripture we're going to talk about. This is what Paul is dealing with. Paul is discouraged. 
So you're going to have to trust me on the first few points because we're going to look at what we, how can we deal with discouragement, how can we handle discouragement, how can we have victory from the standpoint of, of, of getting past our discouragement. So you're going to trust me on these, but, but eventually we'll see what that discouragement is. So let's start at verse number one. After these things, after these things, hold on, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your word changing our lives. Lord, do it again today. In your wonderful name, amen. All right, so after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Potnus, um, uh, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought or worked for their occupation, they were tent makers, okay? So, so what Paul is doing, Paul is going from city to city to city to city, and he's, he has some churches that are supporting him, but for the most part he's supporting himself by a, by a profession of tent making. And so he finds this other, this other couple that does the same thing, and so he stays with them. The word rot means to work. So, so he worked with them in the same, same deal. So when it comes to dealing with discouragement, number one, if you're taking notes, number one, Make some friends. Make some friends. Now, I just said this before. Um, making friends does not mean uh, accepting someone's friend request. Okay? Making friends is not following someone or allowing them to follow you. Okay? <laughs> That's not a friend. Okay? Uh, make some friends. Now, uh, we live... And this is, this is one thing from the standpoint of breaking bread. We live in isolation a lot of times. It, it, it's amazing how, how, how our society has changed over the years. Uh, before, it used to be that no, no house had a garage. Why would you have a garage? The reason why you have a garage is so you, you can pull in and pull down the garage, and guess what? Nobody knows your home. You can hide from people. It used to be that every single house had a front porch. But now they're on the where? The back porch with the privacy fence around, right? Okay? So nobody can see me or a bunch of land, okay? We can remember where I am, okay? A bunch of land where nobody can see me out there. We live very isolated lives, right? And, and we say we have friends, but let's be honest, what we have is acquaintances. We have people in our lives, I, I figured this out, that really the, the people we call friends are just really people in our lives in a convenient time. All my friends, I got friends at work, yeah. And guess what? When you get change jobs, how much those friends calling you up anymore? All my friends, I got all these friends in school. Let me help you with this. And I'm not trying to be discouraging teenagers or whatever. You know how many friends I am with the people I went to school with? Zero. <laughs> they weren't bad people. <laughs> but you know what? When I moved away and they went on with their lives, and I went, uh, my 20th anniversary, my, my 20th high school anniversary is coming up, and I have zero desire to go. And I'm not trying to be ugly about that, but like, I, I haven't talked to you for 20 years. I really don't want to go talk to you again. Now, some of you are like, like, that's a great witnessing tool. Like, what are you doing, Buchanan? Well, every time they have a thing, they always do it at a brewery. I'm sorry. I'm not showing up, Pastor. Hey, I'm Pastor Buchanan. How y'all doing? Yeah, you can have another one, I guess. All right. I'm not doing that. Whatever. I don't know why I told you that. Okay. <laughs> I just know how people would be. Like, somebody would, like, tag me, and he'd be like, oh, look at Buchanan. Look where he is. Oh, I know what he's doing over there. Yeah, I'm going to my reunion. Okay, so, but make some friends. Make some friends. 
I, I know I've talked to you all about this, and, and I've said about how I, I call it the hand. I have these five guys in my life. But, you know, you know, if I'm being completely honest, if I'm completely honest, there's probably only like really one or two that have really been serious friends. Because here's, what, here's how you determine whether it's a friend or not. A friend, you know what a friend will do? A friend will know you when you're discouraged. Now let me say this. A friend will be somebody you'll be willing to tell them you're discouraged. Because there's some friends we have, and we put up this mask, and everything's going great and wonderful, and more with my kids and all this kind of stuff, and everything, woo, yeah. But a friend is somebody saying, you know, when they call and say, hey, how are you doing? You say, man, you know what, I'm struggling. It's been a little difficult. You know, the, 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 <laughs> um, everybody wants to ask how the church is going. They always come to me, how's the church going? And they'll always say this, is it growing? And let me just, let me just the, 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 if the only way our church is successful is we have more people in the seats, that is a very shallow definition of success. Okay? Now, do I want it to grow? Do I want to reach more people? Absolutely, I do. But, but from the standpoint, like, it's like this whole thing of, of, here's how I figure out who my true friends are when I really tell them how the church is going. I'm not saying things are going bad. I'm just saying there's some things I'd like to be better. <laughs> there's some areas where I think, we, you know, man, if God would do this and God would do that and, you know, if, if, if God would do something in me because of all this kind of stuff, I wish I could do that. But we need to make some friends. There's a lot of time, and, and, and let, me say, let me say this about friends. One is be careful who you make your friends because there's some friends that will hear you're discouraged, and guess what? They'll discourage you more. <laughs> We don't need to have friends that bring us down. We need friends that lift us up, right? Like, don't go to the person like, my, my, man, my life is horrible. When you go to the person, you're like, oh, this is my friend. There's like, my life is horrible too. Okay, I understand y'all, y'all can love one another in that, but you need to find some people that are like, you know what? My, my life is horrible, but well, let's not focus on that. Let's focus on you, so I want to encourage you and build you up. Let me help you this too. Make some friends, and we're going to go further into this. When I talk about friends, I'm talking about Christian friends. Christian friends. Priscilla and Aquila, they, they, they go forward into the ministry with him. So you don't need just, like, man, this, this, person's, this person's my best friend. I love them. They're great and wonderful. But are they pursuing Christ? Because you know what? If they encourage you, they may encourage you in a, a, a what direction? Away from God versus towards him. All right. So dealing with the discouragement, one thing is we need to make some friends. It gets a little deeper than that, okay? Here we go. Verse 4. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. Okay, so that's what Paul is doing. And when Silas and Timotheus were coming from Macedonia, Paul was pressed. The word pressed means urged in the spirit. Okay, so God is, 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 is urging him, leading him, and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. Now look, look what happens in verse 6. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment, his raiment is his clothing, and said unto him, Your blood be on your own heads. I am clean. From henceforth I will go unto the Gentiles. Let me, let me, let me, let me put an put a, 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 a Alabama um, uh, um, terminology on this. Like, if y'all don't want it, fine. I'm going over here. You can have it. I don't care. If you don't want it, I'm done with you. Now let's keep on going. Verse 7, and he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, okay, 
believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Now, we look at that and go, man, okay, it was bad over here, but it looks good over here. But in just a minute, just a minute, the, the Lord Jesus is going to speak to Paul specifically about him being discouraged. So we have this, this, this moment right here to where they, they're opposing him, they're blaspheming him, and Paul's like, I'm done, I'm just going to go to the Gentiles, you don't want it, whatever. And then we have the next verse where he's actually leading the chief ruler of the synagogue to the Lord. He believed and he's baptized. Now some of you are like, man, that's great, you know, bad and then good. Number two, when it comes to dealing with our discouragement, we need to recognize reality. We need to recognize reality because... When, when, when we have a, an issue or a problem or a difficulty, whatever it may be, we get discouraged. Discouragement, one discouraging situation can overshadow ten encouraging situations, can't they? Right? Because here's what happens. Here's what happens. Um, I, I, I don't know anything about horses, so, so help me here if I'm wrong about this. But horses, um, when they're either pulling a wagon or even in a race or whatever like that, they have something beside there. Their eyes. They're called blinders. They're called blinders, okay? Now, they're blind. Now, what's the reasoning for that? The reason why they have blinders on because they don't want them to get distracted. They don't want them to get distracted, okay? Especially if it's like pulling a wagon. I did research on this, okay? Because Google said so. All right? But, but what, what will happen is the horse can actually not, the horse can see forward, side, and even towards the back. Because the, the, the eyes are on the side of their heads. So they can see even back. So what happens is, if they don't have those blinders on, they can get spooked by the wagon they're pulling. Or if they're racing, they can get spooked by the horse that's whatever. Okay, so you put your blinders on because you want, you want the horse to just focus on what's in front of them. Now, here's one. Now, you're like, man, that's what we need to do with the good thing. Well, the problem is, in reality... What we do, if something is discouraging us, what do we do? We put our blinders on and we focus all on that. God can be doing a million different great and wonderful things in our life and we're focused on the one thing that's not going right. We put on blinders. God is working. God is working all around me. I can see it. He's over here doing some stuff, and he's over here doing some stuff. He's over here doing stuff, but I have my blinders on. Because all I can focus on is the discouragement. On the discouragement. So here's what, from the standpoint of, of, we need to recognize reality. You may be discouraged right now, but that doesn't mean it's over. You may be discouraged right now, but there may be a million other things that can encourage you. I, I'm, this, is, this is probably one of the, my hardest things because I'm, I'm always constantly, when, when it comes to the church, I'm always focusing on the one that is either not getting it, leaving, frustrated, mad, whatever it may be. And I get so focused on just putting all my energy and effort of trying to please all these people over here that in reality they won't get pleased. It doesn't really matter what I do because they're going to find something else to complain about later on. Say amen. All right? And here's what, here's what happens. And God's saying, wait a second. What about all these other people? 
What about all these people that are moving forward and, and have a desire to grow and, and, and actually feel like this is a part of, uh, they're a part of this place and they, and they want to serve and they want to give and they want to be on mission and everything like that. But for me, I know I have a tendency to go, no, I want to focus on the things that discourages me, not the thing that encourages me. We have to recognize reality that even though you're discouraged right now, that there are other things happening in your life that are encouraging. Just recognize reality. Because again, I'm really bad about, I'll focus right here on my problems. Right here on my problems. We're in a, we're in a bathroom renovation right now. Pray for us. <laughs> and and, and t- so a, w- a week from now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Guatemala. Two weeks from now, I'm going to Mobile. And, uh, and so all I'm thinking about is going to Guatemala and going to Mobile. My wife, on the other hand, <laughs> is thinking about that bathroom <laughs> that ain't getting done anytime soon, okay? What, what's bad is that both of us probably are focusing on one thing. Because I'm over here going, I got this, but you know what I need to understand? There's a bathroom to be done, but then, honey, help me out with this, okay? There's a bathroom to be done, but no, I'm going on mission for the Lord, all right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know why I said that. I guess it was, hey, it's Father's Day. She can't say anything bad to me. All right, so uh, keep on going. Keep on going. <laughs> She's like this. Here you go. She's like, but I can give you double tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Here we go. But recognize reality. Even though things are difficult and hard right now, that doesn't mean that everything is. How many times do we go through life and there's a difficulty or problem and, all kind of, and we say, my life is over. And you look around and go, wait a second. Still breathing, <laughs> still have my family, still have my church, still have my salvation. <laughs> like, things are going to be okay. All right, here we go. All right, now, number nine, number, or verse nine, not number nine. There's not nine points. Woo, okay. Because some of you are like, you know what, I don't think Paul's discouraged because, he, like, something was bad, but then now something is good. But notice, verse nine, this is when, when the Lord speaks to Paul. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision, Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. So, dealing with discouragement, number three, number three, we need to listen to the Lord. We need to listen to the Lord. Now, now I know I just talked about making friends and all that kind of stuff, but, but unfortunately, sometimes when we're discouraged, we listen to everybody but the Lord. I'm discouraged. I need to go find this or find that. And I love that you have other people in your life. But again, these relationships are great, but this relationship is greater. Okay? So, so let's look and see what, what the Lord told Paul. Okay? Now, now again, from the standpoint of, of what, what, what it, why... Here's what's cool about the Lord. If I'm dealing with something, the Lord can, can, can speak to me in exactly the area where I'm dealing with something. Okay? Uh, God is, very, is perfect in his, in his timing, in what he addresses, and how he addresses it. And so the re, all, of this to, all of this is pointing directly to his discouragement. And so the Lord, the Lord would not... Would, would, would not be speaking about discouragement to Paul unless he was what? Discouraged. Okay, that's pretty obvious. So listen to the Lord. 
Let's see from the standpoint of what does the Lord say to Paul in the midst of his discouragement. Number one, be not afraid. Not afraid. Um, fear, fear is probably one of the greatest hindrances to our life. Fear. Because, and, and, and I, let, me, let me just, let me just kind of frame this a little bit too. Let's go back and understand, okay, what has Paul been, gone through? Paul has been rejected from, by, by his fellow man. He has been rejected initially by, by the, the Christians in Jerusalem. He has been beaten. He has been stoned. He has been put in jail. Uh, he has been uh, lied about. All of his, all of his, even the places he stays, the people he stays with are pulled out and all that kind of stuff. Paul's been going through some stuff. And, and in all, a lot of ways, Paul could say, you know what? It's just not worth it anymore. It's become too hard. It's become too scary. It's become something I'm scared and afraid. So many times when it comes to, from the standpoint, even if, even if, okay, I want to I step out, I step out in obedience to God and I do what He tells me to do and it doesn't work out and fear, fear stops us from moving forward. Why? Why? Well, well, uh, you know, it, 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 I, step, I stepped out for in obedience to Christ and nothing happened or it, it didn't happen the way I wanted it to and so now I'm scared of taking another step. Or, or from the standpoint of, of not just I won't take another step, I want to revert back to the old step because the old step is something from the standpoint of I'd rather stay right here because going out there was scary and tough and difficult so I'll just stay right here and I'll just be paralyzed by my fear and I won't leave and do and all that kind of stuff. And it's like we, our Christian life, we're just, we just have the covers up. and it comes to discourage me, he said, first of all, be not afraid. Notice this, but speak and hold not thy peace. And so not only to not be afraid, but to speak up. In his, in his discouragement, what, Paul, what, what God is telling him is saying, look, look, you've been telling people about Christ, and here's what I want you to do. Keep doing that. Keep telling people about Christ. Just because, and, and I've got to say this real quick, because you know, I know we've been talking heavily about sharing the gospel and all that kind of stuff. Let me help you with this. We, and we've said this before, I'll repeat it again. If you share Jesus and they reject it, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting Christ. Your responsibility is to tell. It's their responsibility to believe. And so in this, this, this area, of, from the standpoint of discouragement, where he is, what, what, what God is saying, like, look, what you've been doing, don't stop. Don't back up. Keep doing what you've been doing. Like, if you've taken an obedient step, keep taking obedient steps. Keep going in that direction. Don't give up. Speak up. Do not hold thy peace. Do what I've called you to do. Notice in verse 10, dealing with discouragement. Okay, so, so we don't need to be afraid. We, we, we need to keep doing what we've, we've, been, we've been told to do. We need to remember, verse 10, for I am with thee. I'm with thee. In this place of discouragement, you have to get in your mind. Okay, I'm discouraged right now. And it, it's tough and it's difficult and it's hard. But guess what? God's with me. God's beside me. God's walking me through it. Like, I, I, I know me personally, I see God a lot more in the discouragement than the easy times, the fun times. I see God more. 
Like in the midst of my discouragement, when I wanted to just say, you know what, I'm ready to quit, I'm ready to be done, I'm just at my lowest point, that's when God, for me, at least for me, where God shows up the most and says, you know what, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's important. And we probably don't talk about that enough. Again, he may not change anything in your life, but the fact that he's with you is a big deal. Notice this. And no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. So not only is God with you, but God will protect you. God will protect you. Like, I'm taking a step of obedience, and so, God, this is scary, and God, I don't know, and God, I don't know if I need to do this, and what if this, and what if that, and all that kind of stuff. And what what God is telling Paul is, look, I will protect you. No, I'll hurt you. And then finally, what the Lord tells to Paul, for I have much people in this city. And this is an area that, we, like we talked about, okay, I don't need to fear, and I need to speak up, and God's with me, and all this kind of stuff. But here's the last thing he tells them, the need is great. The need is great. Tim, you, Tim and Adrian, y'all were at a resource clinic this past week, okay? It's all homeless people, all that kind of stuff. Let me ask this question. Okay, Unsheltered International, if y'all don't know what Unsheltered International is, it's a, it's a ministry that goes and ministers to the homeless, and they'll set up resource clinics in different cities and all that kind of stuff, resource the people, but then partner with churches to help these people from the standpoint of, like, first of all, from their spiritual need, but also from the, from the standpoint of their physical needs moving forward. Let me ask you a question. Has there ever been a time when there wasn't any homeless people? Every time you go, are there more homeless people every time? Every single time. There's always new homeless people and all this kind of stuff. You know what? The need is always going to be there. The need is great. And here's what, what Paul is telling, telling, or excuse me, what God is telling to Paul. Look, there's much people in the city. Like if you get discouraged, Paul, and you quit and you leave, there is a city full of people that won't hear about Jesus. City of people. And, and that's, an, that's some, here's the thing about the Lord. Sometimes the Lord needs to, you know, coddle me. Pet me, wipe my tears away, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes he needs to look up, look and say, "Buck up, boy. Let's go. We got we got a job to do. There's a need, and we got to do it like wide open. Here we go. Let's do this. Because here's the deal when, with discouragement, and, and I, I know I said friends and all that kind of stuff. There's a difference between your friends encouraging you and the Lord encouraging you. When the Lord is encouraging me, I promise you, that is encouragement that will take me a long way. Individual encouragement, that'll help me. Like, if you'll just stay right beside me and just, like, walk with me the whole entire time. Oh, that's great. Oh, man, that's awesome. I love it. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. So, like, oh, man, I have a bunch of courage. If you can, you just walk with me everywhere I went. And you just go and, and then, hey, I'm going to do this. I know I'm sorry. I'm trying. I got a little upset. Sorry. All right, so... But, hey, if you can, if you'll just stay beside me, I'll have a lot more boldness. I'll be more obedient, all that kind of stuff. But you know what? I'm not with you all the time. And here's the thing I was excited about. Guess who he is? God is. Yes. Woohoo! Yeah. So, so from the standpoint of taking obedient steps, you can say, you know what? That encouragement that God is giving Paul, he's saying, look, there's much people in the city, and I'm with you in it. When you go reach the guy tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after, there's much people, and my encouragement will go with you every step of the way. He can encourage you. All right. 
Last point, and then we'll read about it. The battle never ends. The battle never ends. Now, I could stop right there and be like, woohoo, yeah, yeah, we got God with us. We're not going to fear. We're going to speak. He's going to be with us. He's not going to hurt us. There's a big need. Let's go. And think discouragement is going to be over. But you know what I figured out? If you've been discouraged once, you're going to be discouraged again. Okay? And here's what's interesting. You would think, okay, man, he is ready. He is rallied up. Man, the next couple verses we see, man, he is just going to take this city by storm. And there's going to be mass revival that happens. So let's see that mass revival. Y'all ready? Y'all ready to see that mass revival? Here we go. Verse 11. And he continued there a year and six months. Man, this is good. Teaching the word of God among them. And then here we go. All right. And when Gallio was a deputy of Achaia, the Jews made insurrection or, or, or rising up of the people with one accord against who? Paul. What? And brought him to the judgment seat. I mean, uh, th- this should be really easy to define. At the judgment seat, you get what? Judged. Saying, this fellow persuadeth men to worship God contrary to the law. And when Paul was now about to open his mouth to Gallio, said unto the Jews, If it were a matter of wrong or, or, or wicked lewdness, O you Jews, reason would, I, reason would I that I should bear with you. But if it be a question of words or names or of law, look ye to it, for I will be no judge of such matters. Okay, so that's the, that's the, this is that, that official right there. He's saying that. And he drave them or drove them from the judgment seat. Okay, so look, whoa, that's great. Looks like it's wonderful that, man, that he, he was brought to the judgment seat, and now they said, get away. But notice what happens next. Verse 17, then all the Greeks, the Greeks took Sothenes, Sothenes, excuse me, the chief ruler of synagogue. Now, if you go back to verse 8, in Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue. Okay, so Crispus believed on the Lord, so now he's not chief ruler of the synagogue anymore. But now the new chief ruler of the synagogue, okay, uh, Sothenes, and beat him before the judgment seat. And Gallio cared for none of these things. And Paul, after this, okay, so he said, so even when that happens, Gallio's like, I don't care, it doesn't matter, whatever. And Paul, and Paul, after this, and Paul, after this, after Paul had been brought to the judgment seat to be judged, after he sees the, the new chief ruler of the synagogue, because he's, he's won the first ruler, the, 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 the former ruler of the synagogue, and now he's seen the new ruler of the synagogue is now being beaten. And, after, and Paul, after this, tarried there yet a good while. And then took his leave of the brethren, and sailed thence from Syria, and with him, with him Priscilla and Aquila, having shorn or shaved his head in Centrea, for he had for he had had a vow. For he had a vow. There we go. Let's go back to our points. Let's go back to our points. So dealing with the discouragement. 
And the reason why I said the discouragement, because I think some of you are like, you know, well, shouldn't it be dealing with discouragement? Like, I think when, 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 when we're discouraged, we're focusing on that particular discouragement. That's what's consuming us, dealing with the discouragement. First of all, we need to make some friends, Christian friends, friends that care about us and love us, and, and even when we're discouraged, will we'll, we'll encourage us and lift us up and, 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 and be with us in that discouragement. Number two, we need to recognize reality. That even though when, when we're discouraged, the only thing we can see is our discouragement, we need to recognize that there are other encouraging things that God is doing in our lives, and we need to take off the blinders. We need to listen to the Lord. This is key, guys. This is key. You're dealing with discouragement right now? You're dealing with discouragement right now? Some of y'all are dealing with discouragement right now, and you have not once took it to the Lord. You haven't even taken it to the Lord. You're just like, well, I'm discouraged. Go to the Lord. Okay? And here's the deal. Go to the Lord and listen. How many times do we go to God and we do all the talking? Uh, so just so everybody's clear, okay? We're not going to hear this boom. I, I was talking to somebody earlier, and they're like, what do I need to do? All that kind of stuff. And I said, you're not going to hear this booming voice, okay? But here's what, here, oh, man, this is great this week, great this week. That how many times have we just met with God in silence. I got here at 6.45. I don't know why I got here at 6.45. I usually get here at 7. And usually I, when I'm here at 7, then there's other people filling in, but it was like 7.10. And I sat right there in that chair, and I just was quiet. Quiet. And it, just in the silence and the quietness, the Lord spoke to my heart and helped me and encouraged me. Listen to the Lord. And then number four, and I, and, th- and I know you're like, man, this is a sour note to be ending on, okay? But here's the deal. If you're dealing with discouragement today, you're probably going to deal with it in the future. There's no magic pill I can give you to say you'll never be discouraged again. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. And we'll be done. Here's the deal, okay? I cannot eliminate the discouragement in your life. I can't do it. But... I can help you to be better prepared for it when it comes. And that's what we talked about this morning. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. <clears throat> this is our invitation.